I had the ball in my glove and my foot on home plate. The runner was rounding third base. He saw that I had my foot on home plate and the ball in my glove, but he kept on coming. Ready, go, go, go podcast with Scott Ott, episode number seven. This is perhaps the highlight story of my athletic career. And once you hear it, you'll realize that I didn't have much of an athletic career, but I did actively engage in two or three sports per year, every year from the time I was about six years old until I was... Uh, graduated from high school, I guess. Here's how this story goes. I was the catcher. The reason I was the catcher is because nobody likes to be the catcher. You've got to squat down on the ground behind a guy who's swinging a wooden club. Now, I looked at the job as I get to be the only other guy on the field who handles the ball on almost every play. The pitcher gets to hold it on every play, but on almost every play, the catcher gets to handle the ball. I had played right field for a while. The ball never goes to right field. No fun there. So I am the catcher. This is Little League. I'm probably, I don't know, 10 years old or 12 years old, something like that. Anyway, here was the situation. The game had come down to this. There were three men on base. The tying run was at the plate. I'm going to refer to this kid as the hammer. The hammer was at the plate. He was one of the most feared batters in our whole little league organization. Is probably not the right word for it, but it was an organization. He was the most feared batter in little league, and he came to the plate. He would be the tying run in the final inning of the game. He steps up to the plate, and I don't know if he even took two pitches. I think he took the first pitch, and he smacked it deep into center field. Runners start to round third base and come in to home. I stood by helplessly as the catcher as the first runner touched the plate, then the second runner touched the plate. As the third runner was coming down the line, Chris Weaver took the ball at second base. He was a great second baseman, had an arm like a whip, and he fired that ball into me. And just after the third runner crossed home plate, I had the ball... I'm standing on the plate, and the hammer comes around third base. He knows that I've got the ball. He knows that I'm going to tag him out, and he made a strategic decision at that point that the game was on him, and he just kept coming. Now, the difference between the hammer and most other players is most other players would have tried to slide and dodge me and somehow get a hand or foot on the plate without me being able to tag them. The hammer took a different tack he decided to knock me down. He calculated that a skinny, wimpy little kid like me would cough up the ball if he knocked me down. So he just kept coming. As he got a couple of steps away from me, I saw him lower his shoulder and his helmet and just barrel right into me. That's the last thing I really remember. And I don't know how much time passed. It could have been a fraction of a second. It could have been 30 seconds. I really don't know. But the next thing you know, I'm looking up, and there's my grandfather, who was the coach of our team. There's Pop looking down at me. He reaches down and picks up my glove off my chest. It was just resting against my chest. He shouts, he's got the ball. Everybody goes bananas. Game is over. I have successfully tagged out the hammer at home plate. Got knocked out in the process. After the fact, we got a call from the hammer's mommy. Yeah, even the hammer has a mommy. Uh, And we found out that by doing that, the hammer had broken his ankle. So he got the worst of it, even though I got briefly knocked uh, silly. Uh, He actually had a broken bone as a result of that. But that moment 
allowed my team to win the game because the tying run never scored. Now, why do I tell you this story? I was thinking at it, uh, about it as I was on my walk this morning, and I go out and do a little jaunt of 30 to 45 minutes every morning. I'm approaching 60 years old, and I'm trying to shed some weight. I've got a goal to get down to uh, my fighting weight of 210 pounds by my birthday at the end of June. So I'm out there walking, and I'm thinking of this story, and I'm thinking, you know what? Sometimes in life, you achieve great results by making extra effort and adding your value to a recipe that really didn't have much value and converting that into something that's really great. In fact, that's what the hammer was trying to do. He was trying to take a tough situation where his team was down by four runs and he was trying to become the hero by scoring that tying run and uh, forcing that game to go on and giving them a chance to win. So he decided to add value to that. I, on the other hand, was not interested in adding value to the game. I just didn't want to look like an idiot. And I didn't want the hammer to score. And so I was just standing there at home plate holding on to the ball. I was in the right place at the right time with the right tools. That was made possible by the center fielder and Chris Weaver at second base because otherwise I wouldn't have the ball. All I had to do was mindlessly catch the ball and stand there. This is not necessarily a bad thing. As I flash back through my life of opportunities that have come to me because I happened to be standing where the opportunity was flowing, I, I really I am delighted and astounded at how many times I just happen to be at the right place at the right time. Now, there's an old saying that, you know, it's success is when opportunity meets uh, preparedness. And, and perhaps I was prepared, but I was only prepared in the sense that I was willing to be the catcher, a, a, a position that nobody else wanted to play because I saw it differently than most of my teammates did. They saw it as, a, as grunt work where you literally had to squat down with a, you know, an old geezer over your shoulder who's calling balls and strikes and a guy in front of you who's swinging a wooden club past your nose every uh, couple of minutes. That seems like a lousy job. I saw it differently. I thought, I get to handle the ball on each play. I get to throw the ball back to the most important guy on the field, the pitcher. That, to me, was great. And it meant also that I got to play every game. Because when I was playing right field, sometimes I was out there, sometimes I wasn't. When I was on the bench, frankly, it was sometimes more exciting than being in right field. In any case, there I was, squatting behind the guy, swinging the club, having the guy with bad breath, yelling balls and strikes over my shoulder, and loving it. If you find opportunities in your life to do something that other people don't want to do, and you're able to reinterpret that project as something that you can enjoy, or as something that is positive, or as something that is better than the alternative— then I think you may be surprised at the number of times that that blossoms into something that's worthy of putting on your highlight reel. In my entire, I don't know, six, seven, eight years of playing uh, Little League Baseball, I don't think, I, I, I know I never hit a home run. I think I hit one triple, and I could probably count on less than one hand how many times I got a double. Most often, I either got, got on base, got walked, or struck out. And probably strikeout was the most common outcome. But I don't remember any of that. I vaguely remember the triple because I just remember standing on third base exhausted. <laughs> I 
was like, hey, wait a minute. Who said this game involves so much running? You know, in the past, it's just involved loping down to first base because I got walked. And now I have to actually sprint to third base. But in this case, there I am on my back, staring up at the sky with a ball on my chest and my glove on the ball and my teammates' cheers ringing in my ears. I'm going to keep looking for those opportunities to do what other people don't want to do, to bring value to an organization by bringing dignity to a role that people do not uh, hold in high esteem. I'm going to look for opportunities even this day to do something that other people won't do in order to provide a service that people desperately need. I'm headed into my full-time W-2 job. I'm a full-time salesperson in a retail sales environment. And when I get done recording this, I'm going to that. And I'm recording this to motivate myself to see that role as being the catcher with the ball in his hand, standing at the plate, and an opportunity to save the game. For Ready, Go, Go, Go podcast, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please uh, give us a rating or a review and or a review on whatever podcast platform uh, you have found to enjoy this show. Thanks.